When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Tim, Doug, Iggy, Plowsy, Action Jackson. The Ryan Kelly Morning After, 105.7 HD2. Arkansas? Ah, come on, Andrew. Faith and hate, man. You know the worst thing about Arkansas? What's that? It's got Kansas in it. No, we're not knocking on the door. Yes. You like that? Your place. Rock chalk? Yeah, how's the taste? Cause it must be hard to sing when Ratliff throws down in your face. Say your grace. Cause you'll be sorry. Jackson went fraternity. Probably not 85. Mm, I'd hope. It's right, Kelly. Morning after Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock out. If you're watching, James Carlton has uh, replaced Ken Strode for the segment. James, good morning. Hello good again, everybody. Morning, What's How the good word? Hey, Mizzou. Got it out of win. We'll take it. Even, Fight Tiger. Yeah. Iggy wasn't impressed with the Vanderbilt squad. He's impressed with the Lady Tigers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Gabe uh, had a wonderful response when Iggy said the woman are 15 and 1. The colonel wrote back, cool. (laughs) Uh, Good morning, uh, Gabe. What's up, guys? How are you? I I wanted to believe that that wasn't actually Iggy that I got that tweet from, but I figured it probably was. I, I think uh, I think his contention is you're not covering the women's team enough. I believe I believe that was the point during a Missouri time men's game. We, we did, by the way, cover the the women's game yesterday. The response was overwhelming from Twitter. I'm sure Iggy read the article, which indicated the reason we cover the amount we do. So you got no response. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Not much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did read your column following the win against Vanderbilt on Saturday, and you said, uh, listen, it doesn't really matter as long as you win because these games are going to pop up here and there, and you're going to have to overcome it when you're not on. And they did get that done. So uh, your assessment of what we saw on Saturday in what was a, a bit of a sweat for a team that I think was they were eight-and-a-half-point favorites over but in the end, they were able to get it done, and certainly not particularly healthy. Is uh, both uh, Dennis Gates and what Demoy Hodge were were dealing with uh, some health issues, correct? Well, I know Demoy Hodge was. I don't know if Dennis Gates was, but Demoy Hodge puked after the game in the locker room. Mm. Apparently, he had the flu, scored 14 points in the first half. But you know, it wasn't uh, one of the more impressive games I've seen. Certainly, got 
got killed on the glass. Vanderbilt hit some shots. Um, Missouri came out of the gates really slow, kind of like a, a team, you know, still dealing with its last loss at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So not great, but they found a way. And, again, the goal for this team clearly is the NCAA tournament. And you play 32, 33 games before you get there, you're going to have a few days where you don't have your A game. And if you're good enough to get there, you, you manage to find a way to win uh, in, in games like that against teams like Vanderbilt. And Missouri did, so – I don't find anything particularly concerning out of that. What's exciting to me is that the the, the fans are back. There's a buzz around the team. Yeah. The, the building's packed. Just that alone is a major accomplishment, isn't it? Yeah, there there were a few empty seats, but I, I would say not more than a couple thousand. And again, 11 a.m. for Vanderbilt on Saturday, and you get 12,000, 13,000 people in that building, you know, and it, it gets loud um, when when Missouri starts doing things that, that merit that. And, uh, yeah, it, it feels a lot more like it did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Well, so is, it, is it hard to get tickets now? I guess not if there's still a couple thousand left. Cause I've got friends who said, oh, well, I'd go to Mizzou, but I'm not sure I can get a ticket and not pay $100 for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was sold out uh, officially on Saturday, I think, you know, those those empty seats, first of all, it could be people that are, like, back in their, you know, club suites having a, a cocktail rather than sitting in an actual seat in the arena. And it could just be people that had tickets that didn't go. I know they've already announced the, I believe, both the Arkansas and Alabama games next week here are sold out. So, you know, you're going to have to – I think they're generally – are you, I think most of these teams, like, hold a few tickets back for, for kind of late sale. But – um, you know, you'd probably have to, to go to the secondary market to get a ticket to the next couple at this point. Gabe DeArmond with us, brought to you by James Carlton, who is in the Michelob Ultra Studios with us. 314-961-4800. You can read the Colonel at powermizzou.com. Uh, Colonel, uh, some news over the weekend. Uh, Missouri held its press conference. It was uh, convenient for you guys that they did it at 10 o'clock before the Vanderbilt tip-off to announce Kirby Moore as offensive coordinator. And then also some news in the transfer portal. Uh, Doug, what would you say? Comings and goings and goings and comings? That's not a bad way to put it. Uh, your analysis of the weekend that was, both with the introduction of Kirby Moore, new offensive coordinator, and the portal. Yeah, the bigger news to me is, is Kirby Moore. I mean, the portal, look, everybody's losing some. Everybody's getting some. Uh, the whole goal was to, to get more than you lose. Uh, you know, losing Trajan Jeffcoat, it, it was really only noteworthy because five days before he said he was coming back. Um, but that's that's kind of what college football. I mean, they literally are all free agents until the day that class starts or, or whatever. Um, so hey, I guess he either something happened or he found a better deal somewhere else, and, and good for him. Defensive ends a little bit of a concern, but I think they'll address that uh, in the coming days at the portal. They got a an offensive lineman who I think should compete for a starting spot from Eastern Michigan, a defensive back from. Florida, um, and you know, it, it, there will be more movement still here in the next couple of weeks. But Kirby Moore is, you know, what, is he a good hire? Is he a bad hire? I have no idea. Like I wrote this morning, I literally had never heard of him Wednesday morning, so it, I'm not really qualified to say whether it was a good or a bad hire. And we're not going to know for another ten months or so. But um, I thought the interesting part of it was that Drinkwitz basically said what the fans had said all year, which is, look, there's too much to this job for the guy in charge of the entire program to also be worrying about being the offensive coordinator and calling the plays. And he, he said that was, 
you know, that's accurate. Um, there's just too many other things I have to do. And this having an OC will allow me to do some of those other things. Now, I don't think people should be under the impression that, you know, Drinkwitz will have no input on calling plays and offensive game planning and all that. He certainly still will. But this also frees him up probably to do a few other things. And if you talk to anybody who's been a head coach, like you talk to him their first year and then you talk to him two years later, they're going to say, I've really kind of figured out how to delegate my time a little bit better. I, w- I was trying to do way too much at the beginning. And Gabe, I give him credit for the self-awareness because, I mean, you've yeah. had a lot of interactions with him. He does command a room pretty well. I can, I can see why he's a good recruiter and how he could potentially raise some NIL funds, which is where he wants to focus now. So... I think it's the right move, uh, particularly for an offense that has been lackluster. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you real quick on, on back to basketball for a moment, Kobe Brown has gotten himself into foul trouble early the last two games. And when Mizzou's really rolling like they were against Kentucky and Illinois, all the announcers were saying he's such a mismatch. He can, he can go on the block. He can take you off the dribble. He can shoot from long range. He, he, I think he finished the game with two fouls. I mean, at what point do you just yeah. kind of roll the dice? He's your best player. He's the biggest mismatch on the court. And just let him play. Yeah, I mean, Gates let him play for a little bit uh, in the Vanderbilt game with two fouls. The interesting part was the Arkansas game. He gets two fouls, and then Missouri still gets out to a 25-8 lead. Yeah. You know, it was, So at that point, when you're up 15 points, you're going, hey, just get to halftime and, and, and sit Kobe in this one. Like You're playing well without him. The Vandy game, he let him play for a little bit and then um, then sat him. So I do like that. I, I mean, under Conzo Martin, it was legitimately one of my biggest complaints for the last four years. You got two fouls. You were anchored to the bench until the, the second half. I mean, it, there was it was like 99.4% of the time. Uh, Gates is, is a little bit more flexible about it. I, I think... You know, I think this team can win without Kobe playing great. I mean, they did against Vanderbilt, so obviously they can. Now, could they beat Arkansas without him playing great? I I think they could have, but the problem in that game was not only did Kobe play great or not play great, Dwayne Hodge didn't play very well either. And so I I think you need one of those two guys to play pretty well to win a game. And and Hodge played pretty well at least for, you know, the first 20 minutes against Vanderbilt and then, like – like Dennis Gates said, he kind of handed it off to Noah Carter and and Dre Golston, who scored something like 26 combined points in the second half. So doesn't have to be the same guy every time. But yeah, I think either Kobe or Hodge has to play well for them to to win most games against you know good teams. The Colonel Gabe Diarman brought to you by James Carlton with us here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. You're welcome to send in your questions. 314-881-TMA5 is how you can send those in uh, and text in with the Colonel, uh, both on football, basketball, and uh, Gabe will also give you life advice. Should you, Tim, do I have do I have veto power over this texting in questions thing? This was not run by me before. <laughs> Doug, uh, would you like to that. allow Gabe to have? Some I think kind it should of, be a free flowing exchange of ideas. Oh, the open marketplace yeah. of ideas, John Stewart Mill. Gabe, that's a no from Doug. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. What what the hell are NIL funds? I thought players get NIL for signing shoe deals and doing car dealership commercials. That's from the 636. That's the way it should be.
Yeah. Uh, example number one, why I want veto power. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was pretty, if, I got to tell you, that was pretty you benign. If you, follow, <laughs> if you don't follow and understand college sports, perhaps this is the wrong segment for you, too. And we're underway. <laughs> you, too, can participate in the fun and games. Hey, by the way, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, I know it was a game that had absolutely zero meaning. But it was a former Missouri Tiger Festival yesterday with the Chargers and the Broncos and Tyler Beatty getting a touchdown and Chase Daniel throwing for one and Beatty and Roundtree exchanging jerseys. Uh, So that was something else with the Broncos and uh, Chargers yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and apparently uh, in another game, Blaine Gabbard threw a touchdown. I I did not watch either of those games. but. Cool for Beatty. It was the first time he's been active. You know, he got got picked up by the Broncos just a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, they've had like 27 running backs get injured. So, I I don't know if long-term Denver's a place that that Tyler works or not. But it's cool for him to get on the field and get kind of an audition um, for for 31 other teams that that might be looking for a running back in the offseason. And and even if that doesn't work out, hey, you just scored an NFL touchdown. A lot of guys never do that, right? So, um a kind of fun week 17 in, in games that, that don't matter a whole lot for some of these guys that, that don't get a lot of shots to get them. Um, you know, it, you got to feel like the end is, is kind of coming for Chase Daniel here at some point, right? I mean, I know he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, but the guy's made all kinds of money. He's got plenty of business ventures. He's got a couple young kids. So, so you wonder at some point pretty soon if, uh, if he's hanging it up. Uh, Colonel, I saw you write about this on uh, Power Mizzou, and somehow it got brought up on our show. Somebody texted in or just got brought up, and that is uh, Gary Parrish. And I don't know if he wrote about it or he was doing a podcast, and he brought up the possibilities for Texas after they parted ways with Chris Beard. And then one of the names he listed was Dennis Gates, and you immediately gave your opinion as to why that was not going to happen. But for those who didn't get a chance to read it, uh, Dennis Gates, Texas, your thoughts? Well, the first reason I don't think it happens is, I mean, is Dennis Gates' name brought up for that three weeks ago? You know, I, I don't think there's any chance. And, like, he's gone on a nice run, and, and that's good and everything. But I, I just think Texas will, will chase much bigger names. I, I mean, I think John Calipari, Nate Oates, Eric Musselman, you know, are, are all guys that, that they'll probably look at. But the main reason that I don't think Gates is going anywhere, his contract, if he leaves after this year, Somebody owes $13.9 million to Missouri. And I think think Dennis is a good coach, and I think he has a chance to be really good here. If I'm a fan or a booster of another program and they say, hey, uh, we're going to pay $13.9 million for this guy who's coached one high major season, and oh, by the way, then we're also going to have to pay him $3 million a year. Probably not super enthusiastic about that idea. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see that one happening. What do you? What do you? What direction do you think they do go? Um, I, I mean, I think everybody that has an opening this year is going to see if there's any chance that Jay Wright wants to coach again. Uh, from from what I've heard from people who know college basketball, he probably won't. Uh, I, I think you're kind of getting to that point where Calipari might say. You know, there's a lot of places in this country that I could coach that they'd be really happy with what I've done here. He just doesn't happen to be at one of them. So I I think Texas is one of the places that would be big enough and have enough money. I think that's probably a call that's made. Um, You know, I I, I think, like I said, Musselman um, is, is a guy that 
I think they'd probably call. I think you can argue Arkansas is actually a better basketball job than Texas is. Uh, Nate Oates, I, I think, is a guy that, that they might call. I, I guess Texas is probably a better job, but it's a similar situation where you're going, hey, it doesn't matter if I win nine straight national titles here. I'm still not the biggest deal on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I think that's the top group that Texas tries to hire from, and then you move on after that. Well, one more football question. You give TCU much of a chance to beat Georgia tonight? I mean, probably not, but nobody's given them much of a chance at anything all year. You know, I've, I've been reading in the last uh, week where Kirby Smart has talked how much about how much nobody's given his poor underdog team a chance, and everybody <laughs> has just written them off all year, so... Plucky underdog Georgia trying to win, you know, its second straight national title. It's really <laughs> uh, Doug, for the record, if you do think TCU can win, uh, you throw $100 on that and you'll be paid 350 should they oh, pull it off tonight. In bad. order to win 100 on Georgia, you need to bet 500 So there you go. The number is 13. The total is 62.5. Well, well, I give TCU a better chance than that. Mm-hmm. And there's some value on it. Jackson, Jackson took him to win the whole thing. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Fire up Horn Frogs. Oh, that analysis. We'll <laughs> be replacing Kirk Herbstreet on game day. I, I thought they had a nice shot against Michigan, and like what they did there. Michigan still should have won the game, but yeah. they didn't. The TCU. proof is in the pudding. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry to bother okay. you. <laughs> good, good analysis, guys. <laughs> okay, that off. Uh, the Colonel brought to you by James Carlton. Look for uh, his exchanges with Iggy on Twitter regarding the women's program. <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. All right, guys. See you. Well, all right, Gabe. Gabe Yarman of brought to you by James Carlton. I woke up. That was like the first tweet I felt like I saw yesterday. I'm like, what is Iggy and Gabe doing? <laughs> <laughs> the woman are 15 and 1. He wants more. Which is, of course, life. not accurate. <laughs> on the on the chicks' hoops? They were that at the time. Uh, when it comes to playoffs, would you say the most unlikely big-time underdog is the NBA beating a one, like the eight beating a one? Yeah, it's up and, there. And the NHL being the most likely of an eight beating a one? Mm-hmm. Where does yes. the NFL fit in? Because now with this new playoff structure— uh, In I, between. I, I feel like there's some— lackluster matchups this week. Yeah. Hey, in the NFL, yeah. I agree with yeah. you. I was looking at it. I got up this morning and was watching Scott Van Pelt and the playoff schedule. I'm like, God, minus the Cowboys and Buccaneers, yeah. I'm not really all that excited about any of the matchups. Now, I will watch, be the first one to say it, I will watch. I don't know if I'm going to sit at home to watch the Jaguars and Chargers <laughs> play on Seahawks Saturday and night. Niners. Doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah I just... really... You know, Jackson, I was talking about it on, on 101 on Balloon Party. I was so bullish on the Lions, if they could get in, being dangerous. Been saying it, I guess, for about a month. And, boy, I'm telling you, I'm really uh, – it's unfortunate that the Rams, who were in a spot to win that game, Baker Mayfield had a wide open receiver and just underthrew the ball in overtime. Otherwise, the Detroit Lions are in the playoffs. Yeah, I think San Francisco's – thrilled that they don't have to play Detroit. Yeah, I think they're very happy to play Seattle. As a I would agree. Detroit might be the hottest team in the NFC, and they're not going to be in the playoffs. going to be in the playoffs. Tip of the cap to what Dan Campbell's done. Plowhawk, are you a uh, banty about what took place last night uh, with the Packers? I'm over the NFL, honestly. I, I, <laughs> he hates people. It was a it was a nine to six game at halftime, and I chose to get like seven hours of sleep over watching the second half. I just 
I had a feeling it wasn't going to be great. All the an- analysts picked the Packers to win. Mm. Right when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is a disaster. You know how it happens every time. Mm. The very it's unique mad. roster that makes up NBC Sunday Night Football. I don't yeah. get it either. There are 10 people <laughs> making picks. I didn't even. They come from the Raptor. Two of them are on Zoom. One of them looks like he's in a kitchen. Three of them are on the studio, and the other three are like on the field. And the live was, shot with Maria Taylor is always awkward. Yeah. Because she's so much mm. taller than Jason Garrett. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it, that, that's something else that I've never seen that program before. But, yeah, it was not great. Well, Rodgers was so bad long. last night. I went into that game rooting for the Packers because I like to watch Aaron Rodgers. He's fun. I thought But for then sure. as, the, as the game wore on and you see what chuckleheads the Packers have – you got Douglas trying to intercept a snap on a field goal. I don't get it either. I think he the just turn. lose his mind, and then they got a guy pushing the trainer as he's helping was, an injured well, that's player. That's his second time he pushed a trainer. What, is the, what, what was it for real? What was the deal with that? The like trainer like tried to move him out of the way because he's trying to attend to an injured player, and he yeah. just shoved him. It was think, Swift, right? Swift no, it was uh, Walker. Yeah, Quay no, Walker. Swift was the guy yeah. down. Yeah, Swift, Swift was. Yeah, the, yeah my apologies. And I get it that the trainer like tried to move him, and I, I think Quay Walker just instinctively like thought it was an opposing player, and so like I, I don't know what exactly goes through people's mind because he clearly saw he was pushing. Yes, like yeah. so, like that had to go into. That's when I started rooting for the Lions. I said, I don't want these guys to win. I love Dan Campbell, though. So Jamal kinda, Williams too, legend. Yeah, I love seventeen Jamal touchdowns. Williams, he used to be, yeah. you know, a Packer. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of glad I'm out of the NFL. I didn't, we would have got our asses kicked against the Niners or whoever we would have been playing. I forgot exactly what the matchup. The Niners. Yeah, w- it Doug, you got to pick the Super Bowl matchup now. Go. I guess Jaguars Seahawks. <laughs> That'd be exciting. That'd be That's sick, dude. The NFL would love that. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those three AFC quarterbacks. It's a pick 'em. I don't know who I take Mahomes between them. Getting in there for sure. It could be yeah. for sure, huh? With I Burrow think, and I Doug, if you're so, interested, yeah. who is here is who it's going to be. If you want to bet it right now, it's okay. up to you. I, I would I would guess Kansas City and the Eagles. <clears throat> That's who I would guess. James, you want to know who it is? Well, I would take the Niners out of the NFC. I don't know out of the AFC. The answer is the San Francisco 49ers against the Buffalo Bills. That's okay. the answer. Okay. Do with it what you want, Doug. If you want a little value play, and yeah. I know you're a value guy through mm. and through, I wouldn't mind throwing something on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Oh, I don't think they've got anything. That's fine. I think it'd be nice to see a Bengals Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun little one to. The Bengals are at least good. Oh, no, I'm saying Bengals, I think that right? would yeah. be good. I think Geno Smith and the Seahawks are no joke either. Geno Smith made an extra $3.5 million. Yeah, he hit that right. yesterday. Was... Yes, because of uh, all these incentives. incentives. He hit wow. every single incentive. Yeah. I just think Mahomes is the best out there. I know there's other good ones. It's hard to argue. He's the guy I would want. And uh, I, I don't put anything past him. The things that he comes up with, no other quarterbacks are doing right now. Well, Las Vegas agrees with you. They're plus 350. They are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. The long shot, the Sea Pigeons, the Giants, and the Dolphins all at plus 5,500. Uh, my Buccaneers plus 2,200. That's not really as much value I was hoping for. for Bills plus 425. Niners plus 500. Uh, Eagles plus 550. Bengals plus 700. Cowboys plus 1,200. Chargers plus 1,800. That might be some value on the, the Chargers. Char- the yeah. Chargers are a sneaker yeah. play because Allen Williams and Herbert only played together four games. Yeah, Williams exited yesterday, so Brandon Stokely is catching some hell as to why he was playing. Why he was playing? Yeah. I'm not sure what they were doing with that either. Um, but all the guys in the locker room—I mean, I realize they're in the locker room—were saying we wanted to play because we haven't played that much together. And Allen's like, I only played six or seven games. I wanted to play. 
And then eventually, as we noted, Chase Daniel was in there in the second half. They wound up losing, but they just wanted to get some work. And, I mean, they, the Vikings did the same thing. Cousins and Jefferson yeah, were in there initially. Yeah. Dalvin Cook got hurt at one point in that game against the Bears. Um, so there it is. If, if you're interested, it's the Bills and the, uh, the 49ers playing in the Super Bowl, if you just want to get ahead of it. The Vikings are the team I don't I don't think has much of a chance for, for having a big record. Plus twenty eight hundred. Yeah. Thirteen and four. Uh, they won every game like on the last second field goal. It seems they won like ten or eleven games by less than one score. The 49ers are ten and a half point favorites over the Sea Pigeons. The Jaguars are a point favorite over the Chargers. The Bills an eleven point favorite over the Dolphins. What is the situation with Tua? Tua concussion protocol. So it's going to be a you know probably midweek decision. Yeah, up in the air. I mean. Might be worth, especially considering, you know, mid-January in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, you see Dan Marino points. standing on the sidelines. He, he's got to be better than the backup to Tua. Skyler was it Skyler <laughs> Thompson, Thompson out there yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Vikings minus three against the Giants. Bengals minus six and a half against the Ravens. Don't know the situation on Lamar Jackson. He'll play. And the Cowboys minus three on the road in Tampa. See, here's the thing with Tampa. Their one biggest flaw is they cannot run, but they have a you know a good stable of running backs. If they can find their ground game, I like your play there because their defense is serviceable. And obviously Brady and Evans and Godwin have been lightening up the last. Three they weeks, can't so. run, but it's very difficult if Ida is in there for teams to run on them. Yeah, yeah. Tampa's front seven's nasty. Yeah, so that travels. So, well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. That's James Carlton, everybody. Three one four nine six one four eight eight hundred. Iggy's texting him. He wants Enjoy to get back in. He has another story to tell. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, James Carlton. Go Carlson, do some insurance things. 961-4800. How are the sports? Are they great? Go do some insurance things. <laughs> uh, Mark Hanna will do some financial things. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com and work with the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He was in the YouTube chat during uh, James' time, and, and Mark wrote, James is the only smoke show who can compete with Doug. That's oh. what Mark Hanna wrote in the YouTube chat. Really? I didn't think anybody could compete with Mike. I know. But I guess James is live. That's hot. I don't know. Uh, I have a great jawline, that's for sure. You do. It is stout. Perfectly round pie face. <laughs> if you like that, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lick says, having James sit in there is a breath of fresh air and wish we'd do it more often. That's mm. Mr. Licks. Stop taking your shots at Iggy. Stop it. Uh, guys, what was worse was the lineman who came in after the initial trainer shove and tried to tough guy the trainer with really? a blatant chest bump. I saw that. What a couple of morons. So, That's yeah. from Scott's wrinkles. Yeah, was going, of all weeks to go after with the like trainer. With like late in the fourth quarter with a playoff spot on the line. You just saw a trainer so, save the life of one of the so. players. He might have said. I, don't, I, I think it was to, like more instinctual than anything, but you're a, you probably got 150 pounds on him and you're in full gear. Like, why are you shoving? Somebody had to have said something. Like, nobody no, two people aren't that blatantly idiotic. Well, Quay's young, isn't he? He's, He's a first rounder. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe he's a bonehead mistake. I, I don't care if you're 22 or 35. You know better than that. But don't you agree trainers have it coming? <laughs> Some of them do. This guy clearly had <laughs> it coming. They've been asking for Why he was still on his feet, I don't know. Someone's got to deck him. <laughs> And then the Russell Douglas thing, I think he was just not, he didn't want the kicker to get a free kick because they called a timeout right before the play snapped. But that was still stupid, weird. Stupid. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I think it would be an interesting uh, switch on the game if when the trainers came out to treat 
an injured player. Guys on the other team got to take shots at the trainer. <laughs> go out there and just got bust to tackle out. him or block him, <laughs> keep him away from the injured player. And people ask, that would be a different a different look. Yeah, people saying, "Oh, the Packers should fire Matt Lafleur." Those people are the morons. Those are the people that have ah, no idea what the hell they're talking. Crap about. the bed back to back years in the biggest game at home. Uh, I deep teased this. Uh, a St. Louisan got the NFL talking with his exchange with Aaron Rodgers. Iggy asked me about it. I must have teased really well because Iggy asked me about it at a commercial break. I said it wasn't a media guy. It was Jamison Williams. Take a listen. I'm stuck. Two games against the... I'm stuck. Two games against the... There it is. I couldn't tell what that was. All right, I'll try to give some context. What the hell was that? I'll try to give some... So Jameson Williams, Cardinal Ritter... Then Alabama was hurt all year, but now he's back. Uh, asked Aaron Rodgers for his jersey. Yeah, I saw that when they were walking off the field. And Rodgers said, I'm going to hold on to this one, which makes people think he wants to hold on in case that's the last game he ever played in the Packers jersey. I yeah. hope he retires. You, you think, you, Plowhawk, what do you think? What do you think? What do you he's think got, he's going to do? He's got to go, man. He's got to shut it down or he's got to go somewhere else? Oh, no, he can shut it down. I hope he shuts it down. He just doesn't have it. I love the guy. Well, he's not who he used to be, but he's still an NFL-quality quarterback. I mean, I mean you see a lot of lousy of, quarterbacks. Devontae Adams left. We surrounded him with nobody. I get there's not a lot of weapons, but I think Jordan Love and LaFleur have a really solid relationship. I think you got to kind of see what you have there. Yeah, well, that could be that to. could be that his time in Green Bay is over. the cap space is $50 million or $45 million next year, if he doesn't retire, like, we can't. We cannot choose to get rid of him on our own accord. If he wants to walk out in the sunset, so be yeah. it, but... We cannot do anything about it. I mean, his cap hit is insane next year. I bet there's some teams that would love to have him, though, for another year or two. Not for $50 million a year. No way. Nobody well, would have him for that. $50 million. That's just Vegas not. is the obvious uh, one with Derek Carr's situation and Devontae Adams. Yeah. It, it could be a Tom Brady thing again where you think New England thought he was done, and then he goes and wins the Super Bowl somewhere else. Yeah, but no, I love Aaron Rodgers. He can't take a pay cut. <laughs> Like, Tom Brady, I think, took a, a few pay cuts there yeah. in New England and in Tampa, and that ain't Aaron Rodgers' style. You can uh, get max value for when he plays. No, I think he re- he leaves Green Bay, he goes to Vegas. I mean, they have so many weapons. They had another chance to win a Super Bowl, so Brady did. Vegas is a long ways away from winning a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They're, they're... I, I don't know. With a good quarterback? I mean, they were in every game except for one this year. Every game they were in this year. You see, the owner, Davis, is mad that every time they play a game, there's more fans from the other team than for the Raiders. Well, you're in Vegas. It's like a, yeah. I mean, it's the mecca for people not from Vegas. I mean, that's the, that's the case for all three of the teams that moved mm-hmm. in that yeah. famous meeting. That's that's the rub, because you think this is an exciting market. This would be a great place for us. Then you go there, and you're the visiting team every time. Because the fans from the other teams want to travel there. It's easy to yeah. Yeah. stay. It's super close to where you're going to stay. I don't know how you get how easiest you get past airport that. and the yeah. big market to get in and out of. Yeah, it makes a very fun weekend to go to Vegas and watch your team play. I, I don't know how you get past that. I think that's where the AFC Championship game will be played if it gets that far. If it's Buffalo and Kansas City, I think they play it there. Guys, the UNLV women's basketball team is fifteen and one. The women's team is. <laughs> well, why no are sense. we hearing more about them? We're talking NFL. We're not talking college basketball. Oh, okay. We should be talking more. I thought we were changing topics now and then. No, after watching Dobbs, I mean, God love him. He's been with six teams in five years, and but he's not your answer. 
<laughs> who, who's this now? Is this the, the Vegas quarterback? The Titans quarterback? The Vegas backup quarterback? Yeah. We're we talking Tyrus Dobbs, Tyron Auto? Josh Dobbs? You mean Stidman? I mean, not. not a lot of Dobbs locations. <laughs> no, I was watching Dobbs play for Tennessee. Um, Stateman, Stidman? Stidman. Yeah, Stenham. Jared Stenham. Stenham. Jared Stenham. Stenham. Yeah, I don't think they think he's the answer. Yeah. So. Derek Carr just left the team after getting benched. Well, I know he did. Josh McDaniels. They wanted, they because they said, we're playing coach. Stinman to see what he's got. They were going to sit Carr, <laughs> and he just left. Josh McDaniels is a fine offensive coordinator. He's a disaster as a head coach. He was a disaster at Denver, and he's bad at He's Vegas. not even a good coordinator, dude. Well, they had, he had Brady, Hey, here's for sure. Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Let me call him a few plays. I do kind of like Jesus. it that, that Bill Belichick is no longer the uh, grandmaster god of football now that Tom Brady's not there. Not the smartest man on earth. I kind of enjoy that. Mark my words. You'll see. There's yeah. something profound about to happen when you say mark my words. <laughs> mark my words. What? You're going to see Aaron Rodgers in Vegas next Well, year. I don't know how that's going to happen. And I'll I'd... take Cobb with him. Because the Packers have complete control of his contract. Like, he would have to retire <laughs> and then sign with the Raiders. Like, we're not trading him. We can't, we're not releasing him because, again, the cap hit is $58 million or something ridiculous. Seems like they have ways so, like, to get around some of that stuff. The only way would be to re- for him to retire and then come back and resign. If he retired and they gave him a chunk of money and then he could sign as a free agent start over, maybe, maybe they can do that. I don't know. How old is he now? I don't know. There's but no way to find you out. You want to take a guess? Uh, 38. I think he's 39. I'm going to go 37. No, he he's closer to 40 than 39 years old. 39. Yeah, that's maybe the end of the road. Well, Boys to Men, 1992. Two really good running backs. But it was on Boomerang, which came out in 91, the Boomerang soundtrack. Robin Givens and Halle Berry, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, David Allen Greer. 91. Yeah, but then the end of the road was super popular in '92. I feel oh, was like, it? Gotcha. even though the film came out in '91. I don't know the years, Tim. And the Pretenders do a song too. End of the road. No. <laughs> you know that for a fact. <laughs> Did you say? Do you remember Tender? I don't. The remember. Pretenders. Pretenders. No. I'm looking at the other recordings. It looks like Glass Night and the Pips did it in 2000. Who did that? I said, I don't even follow Chicks Hoops. <laughs> why, I mean, why this is getting brought up? Well, you didn't Springfield, that's for sure, until they took you off the beat. Yeah, and then I, I fell asleep at two games. I fell, <laughs> I fell asleep in the very first game. I had a go-to, and then I fell asleep in Arkansas State. Like in the bleachers? I was on Radio Row. <laughs> How did your boss like go on, on the floor? That? Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's a bad look. That's where the media sat. We got a me- Our radio guy's doing post games to sleep during the game. Head down, <laughs> head down on the table? I think I was just lean back in my chair and I fell asleep. And Mouth open. That would be cause for dismissal. And I did another time, and Arkansas State girl went flying for a ball and went right in my lap. Doug? Hey there. Huh. How are you? Yeah. Thanks for waking me up. Guys, what the hell was that Dobbs comment? <laughs> I'm still trying was, to figure it out. I was because I watched a lot of backup quarterbacks this weekend. Yeah, boy, howdy. Yeah. All those years inhaling exhaust and the clouds from the neighborhood bug trucks is taking its toll in real time. Some little Tommy Tribbins who's enjoying the sunshine. Well, yeah. the exhaust thing kind of takes me by surprise. Look, I had a half hour off. I have to catch up. <laughs> Morning, since you're talking football, is Iggy released as cute as QB ones of local high schools yet? Thanks. Mark my words. Um, ever heard of the Pretenders? <laughs> <laughs> Everything out of context. Yeah, not fair. 
Uh, Strode, give me your teaser picks for the playoffs. This is a G-damn joke. That's from the union boss. Well, I could look up the spreads right now and give you a 10-point teaser. Could you? I can give them to you. Which ones do you want to know? All of them. Yep. So I got I to pick four teams. No, three teams, at least for a 10-point teaser. You got to play three teams if you do a 10-point teaser. Okay. Uh, Doug, uh, how did pick six? I went four and two in pick six. Did you? Well, he took a substantial lead on me. I didn't have a great week. What'd you do? One and four, uh, one and five? Two and three at the moment. We got to hope TCU pulls out a victory tonight. Oh, wow. But that would be nice. Gangster Pete had an incredible week. Gangster Pete is mounting a Sunday charge. Is it too late? Yeah. Well, yes. But uh, really big week. He hit he hit um, five out of six on his golf picks. Wow. Gangster Pete. One of them being plus 450 for Tom Kim to get in the top five. So he made like 745 bucks. Hell, he could have played Rom. That was plus 1,000. He played Rom as top euro and got that plus 110. Yeah. Big week for Gangster Pete. Oh, no. I'm three and two. I don't think the Browns covered, did they? Plus two and a half? No, no way. No, so, they didn't. Okay. So I'm I'm two and three. Joe has it wrong in the spreadsheet. Way to go, Joe. <laughs> Tim, how bad of a beat was that Jets game? BS. Well, the Jets were given a point, weren't yeah. they? Yes. They were good. I guess if you were teasing one. it, maybe. Because, what, there was a safety on that last play? It was nine to six, and then the Jets started yeah. screwing around, and I guess the Dolphins. I thought it was a touchdown, actually, when I was watching it. Yeah, I, lo- I had the Jets. Yeah, so did I, and we both ate it on that one. Four and two, though. I yeah. What did what's G-Unit do, you said? Unit went three and three, so no blood. Actually lost 40 bucks. He likes to buy half points. So how much does he owe now at the, yeah. here at the end of the year? Uh, who, G-Unit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. G-Unit's up 265. I'm up oh. 185. Oh. Tim's up 1,240. Nice. Joe is minus thirteen hundred. Pete's minus sixteen hundred, but that's a big. Comeback. Oh wow! Here comes Gangster Pete. And I think he's down five grand. <laughs> you owe five thousand dollars. Wow! Oh, Joe just keeps giving me on six every week, yeah. and I don't play. And because of that, the podcast is losing seven thousand dollars. <laughs> that's a shame. Losing viewers too, because I'm not on there anymore. <laughs> well, we're not on YouTube, so it doesn't really matter. All right, here's your. Te- here I'll give you. What do you got, Doug? Here it is. Here are the picks. Here's okay. a lock. Here's right. a lock teaser. Love Ten points. Just like the Wake Forest Missouri over. Yeah. Well, there's only two oh, games. Two games I lost during right. beating Tim. One. Yeah. The whole thing. Two games cost me beating Tim. Uh, 49ers pick them versus Seattle. <laughs> Doug, you can get that as a pick them. Okay. All right. Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, plus 11 versus the Chargers. Buffalo minus a half versus the Dolphins. There you go. There's your three-teamer. Three teamer. Nice little picks. I like one and three. I think if I had to play that Jaguars-Chargers one, I think I would take the Chargers and go with, uh, what would I get? i get 11, right? No, they're favorites. You get nine. Oh, the Chargers are minus one. Yeah. Okay, so I'd get nine. Yeah, if so, I had to play that one. Jags at home getting 11, I'll take that. That's the one I would take. Yeah, I mean, but then no... I can get the Buccaneers plus twelve, and that would intrigue yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and the Bengals minus or plus two and a half points would be intriguing. I don't know what well, to do. Get... The Vikings Giants absolute coin flip from my standpoint. Yeah, it is. Um, that's why I'd probably lean toward the Giants getting thirteen. Um, but I don't think the Vikings are going to lose at home to the Giants. So I think I think either way you take that, you'll win. You can either get my you can either get plus seven or plus 
13, whatever you want to do. Doug, you can't go wrong however you want to play that game. No, I'll, I'll play it one way or the other. Who, who am I kidding? I'm not playing it at all. <laughs> I, know, I know if you win your division, you're, you can't be a wild card. Dallas, I mean, what were they? 13 and 4? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're 12 and 5 after yesterday's loss to Sam Howell. <laughs> all right, I don't count yesterday because everybody played backups. But I think Brady played the first half last yesterday for some then reason. Blaine Gabbert came in. And then they lost. Um... But, I mean, Tampa Bay, what, they're under 500 and they're hosting a game. Yeah, the NFL sucks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of boring. Well, but Dallas if you don't have a team, it gets it's I not as exciting team. as it Can was. I turn that game off at halftime. Dallas only a three-point favorite over Tampa. Uh, so play those three teams. There's your uh, Look, there it is. There's your ten point teaser. Know. Go to Vegas. You're put down a thousand five thousand. You're down five thousand. How can we trust you? Uh, two games. It cost me everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of money on two games. <laughs> it was. It cost me a difference of losing six hundred or winning six hundred. Well, how do we get to so five thousand? That's twenty four hundred dollars. <laughs> well, Joe's just giving me losses every week. Well, you know, and then you take the eight hundred I won on Croatia, but. Soccer, soccer betting is different than any other sport in the world. He lost that one too, didn't you? Yeah, soccer sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he lost that one in overtime, was it? Or penalty yeah. kicks? Yeah. God, I don't want to bang a heater right now. <laughs> no, they won. Oh, is it starting to get to you? Are you starting to feel weakness? Have yeah, another. Don't give up the ship. I got another uh, tootsie pop in here. Have you? And that helps. Oh, the tootsie pop is the key. Oral fixation. The key, absolutely the key. Just sugar. Going to Walgreens. Do uh, no, it's the oral fixation. Yeah. Putting some in your just, put a, just put a cigarette in your mouth. Just don't light it. Oh, yeah, that'll be. That'll, you, know, you won't be able to resist. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Didn't listen today, but I imagine it was the same bupkis as every other day. Air fried bacon, bacon, droning on about Lisa Ann taking public shots at her gravy train, groaning I don't care in that gravelly Folgers tone when he absolutely does care. The exhausted passport bit where Iggy 100% has the papers in his possession in preparation to absolutely dunk on the fats when he swag daddies his way onto that Southwest tarmac at Lambert Private Airport. And what's up with the guy on the fan pin taking shots literally and figuratively at 2 a.m.? How about that? How about that? How about that whole deal? Who's taking shots? Hashtag respect for leaving it up and responding to every single comment weirdo. I have no idea what happened. I didn't get a notification from Facebook. Did we have something go awry, Jackson? Nah. Yeah, there was somebody drunk on there and posted something and then answered his own question. And and, and basically, he's, oh, I think it was had to do with, um, God, it was something he didn't like. <laughs> I, I can't think of somebody he didn't like. And he said, I can't believe he's still on. He sucks. And then somebody said, I hate to lose him. And then he responded to that guy, me too, I like him. He just started a post that said you didn't like him. And then you responded saying, I like him too. And then everybody started calling him out. He goes, I just had sex with my wife. I'm overexcited or something. He was just drunk. <laughs> so I just, said, break down. I just said, I remember when I had my first beer. Anywho, that guy walked to the bathroom. Anywho, that guy that walked to the bathroom definitely whacked Tony in the rear of the dome. Don't stop. Meadow Foyne. That's from DraftKings Cal. Draft Kings Cal. If it's in the prompter, I read it. Okay. I mean, the worst text or an email. Yeah, it wasn't a great one. <laughs> it dawned on me that I never shared my New Year's resolutions with you guys, so here they are. Resolution one the biggest change I'm making in 2023 is that I am only going on dates with married women. <laughs> yeah. 
For obvious reasons, the husbands of said women are not invited. Hey, they can trust me because I have slept with a married woman for a long time. Resolution 2. For 2023, I'm only going to lay on my back during intercourse. Mm. At this point, I'm probably only going to get lucky with a faceless rubber fleshlight that someone mailed me. But if I am lucky enough to bet an actual woman, she has to do all the work while my lifeless naked skeleton of a body lies motionless <laughs> under the Vera Wang comforter. Mm. Resolution 3. This year I vow to make more than zero picks per week on my boss's gambling podcast. Making a few pretend wagers seems like a relatively simple task, but I work an exhausting 15 hours per week, so I don't have a lot of spare time on my hands to piece together six separate and unnecessarily elaborate 12, 12 teams parlays. If you have any more resolutions you'd like to see me make, email your suggestions to heavybreather111 oh. at askjeeves.com. <laughs> I thought it was McGrill 111. Hey, Tim, will you please give me back access to the TMA STL Instagram account? I should have never used it to incessantly stalk one of my female colleagues. I thought I was doing that from my own private account, which obviously isn't better, but it's where I take video of myself opening used sex toys from guys on the fan page and cooking carp that I plucked out of River to Pear after one of the listeners' wives picked me for our weekly, quote, friend date. Hmm. I promise I won't use it to reach out to the Mizzou Sports Information Director and demand to know why they're withholding women's basketball losses from me. You see, I have this idea where I video myself walking around and socializing with people around the office who I claim to like but had no idea about their biggest project of the year who are actually trying to do what's in their job description while blatantly disregarding the one thing that is mine being on the air while the show is going on i feel like if i just the i dug i feel like if i just the right hashtag and tag the right people mm -hmm. it could get upwards of 27 views which would surpass my latest cooking video by like 200 percent so can I get the passy, please? That's from KG in O-Town. KG in O-Town. You may want to take an English lesson. Oh, gosh, you're really coming out heavy against this guy. <laughs> I'm confused about this Cardinals team because Tim is confused by this Cardinals team. And his eyes don't lie to me. I am proud of Plowsy for quitting smoking. But start pumping some nicotine into that ventilation system because Hot Take has lost it. You can't just keep a guy to be your DH. I got two words for you, Mr. W Nicotine Withdrawal. Paul and Molitor. Not only does the igniter have those dreamboat blue eyes, but the man came to play. You know who doesn't win the World Series without Paul? The 1993 Philadelphia Phillies. That's who. Stopping the chalice from going to frickin' Canada. Speaking of blue eyes, I once fell to the sexual charms of a blue-eyed major leaguer. Well, kind of. It was a charity game when this dude just goes yard off of Tom Seaver. As he rounded the bases, I noticed a chubby in his pant. Mm. An inordinately large chubby. Well, one thing led to another, and we ended up in the dressing room. Within three seconds, his khaki uniform was on the floor, and so was I. And then this run producer turned into a fun producer. Oh. Sexual fun, that is. I, it was the wettest my face belly has ever been, and ah. it wasn't from my sweat. <laughs> That's from a guy by the name, his first name is Cy. And then his last name is Smatters. Sai <laughs> Smatters. <laughs> and one thing did not lead to another. I was trying to find Dimitri Sakalatu's latest film ahead of award season, but I couldn't find it on any of the streaming platforms on the dark web. So I ended up just watching The Cable Guy on Stars. It struck me there are a number of similarities between Jim Carrey's character and a fan page member of the year nominee who recently sent Iggy number one, an exploding bag of dicks for his unboxing. Mm. Number two, then he sent Iggy socks, quote, by mistake, which then necessitated an in-person visit. 
Number three, he then sent Iggy a Dillion Harper flashlight and a day later posted to the fan page to ask how Iggy's right arm and anteater were doing. Oh. Bizarre. Now, in the movie, Jim Carrey bought Matthew Broderick a prostitute, but only after himself checking her out first. Hmm. Let's hope all this fan page guy did was check out these Dillion Harper fleshlight reviews. Sexy tight sleeve fits like a glove. That's from Darnell C. I have this very unit in my home. That's from Buck S. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. Larry N. I'm jerking with Dillion out of town. Jerking with Dillion. Y'all might as well jerk with Dillion too. That's from JK. Terrific stuff. That's from Frank C. Are there guys who masturbate with both hands? That's from Mike F. Wonderful. That's from Jiminy G. Happy New Year. It's my birthday in two days. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. And finally, nice morning. I think the sun downing papa wearing a quarter zip tarp up to his forehead might be broken. He had a complete malfunction with the whole Dobbs pretenders. Do you know that for a fact stroke he had on air after admitting he used a free base bug truck exhaust? <laughs> Can one of you guys try power cycling him by pushing on his adorable little goggles? Or pulling on his petite little <laughs> lesbian ponytail. Hopefully it'll reset him. Thanks. Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. <laughs> and that's what we have. Design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Doug, what you Jaguar. got? Hey, well, he's new. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for Ask G's one one one. Whatever that. Uh, that was oh. the JV golf coach. Oh, JV golf coach. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jaguar. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like there was some really nice work out there. He's the only one that made me laugh, so. Oh, I'm going to go with Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. You have won the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Jackson and I are going to go get held responsible for the loss of the Canadiens on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah dare bad you. team. you got to win that one. Uh, it's on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. JR coming up at 1045 with us, the great Jeremy Rutherford. Uh, time for us to shut it down for the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Higgy Stroud, for the Kevin, for Douglas Holm, Vaughn, and Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After, closing out the Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock hour from the Michelob Ultra Studios.